0: Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Cafe, where master business coach Erica Ross Krieger and her special guests teach you how to create true entrepreneurial wealth from the inside out. Grab your favorite podcast beverage and get ready for the Entrepreneur's Cafe. Now here's your host, Erica Ross Krieger.
1: Welcome to the cafe, wealthies. Well, grab a cup of something yummy, sit back and prepare to be inspired. Today, we're going to talk about topic near and dear to all of our hearts, serenity, because it's so critical for us as entrepreneurs, because that's where we need to start from. And in this world right now, that becomes big practice for all of us. I will tell you that some of the secrets I'm going to be sharing, some of the things I'm going to be reading are also things I continue to talk about in the Entrepreneurs Cafe Facebook group, as well as put into my newsletters, and weave into my eight-week course on awakening the sage. So I want to make sure that you're getting all that information, and part of either the Facebook group or my newsletter, or hearing information from me about when things are coming out. So go ahead if you haven't done so, and download my free entrepreneur's toolkit and mini course. And you can do that at ericarosscoach.com/toolkit. All right, so. Let's get started. Today, I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite authors from way back in the day. And what I'd like to do is to read you a little bit from his work, but also tell you a little bit about him. And I'll start with this. Many, many books have been written that inspire us to take action and do things that are going to truly improve our lives and our businesses. In the 20th century, there were dozens of people who wrote and then became bestsellers and went on to international fame, people in books by Dale Carnegie, Norman Vincent Peale, Tony Robbins, and all of them have been amazing and improved the lives of many of us. Interestingly, One of the first of the motivational writers, the one who actually opened the door to what we really called the human potential movement back in the day, was a man whose writings were really the wellspring from which all of that philosophy was generated. And that man was James Allen. And I'll tell you a little bit about him, and I'll tell you why I'm telling you about him in a minute. James Allen was born in England in 1864. He was orphaned as a kid, had to work to educate himself. And as an adult, he earned his living doing clerical and and administrative work. He was an avid reader. He studied the works of Leo Tolstoy, as well as new studies in science by Charles Darwin and others of that generation. And my notes also tell me that he immersed himself in reading about religions from all over the world, not only his own Christian faith, but the Eastern religions of Buddhism, Hinduism, and Confucianism. In 1902, he gave up the clerical job to devote himself fully to his writing. And in 1903, he wrote a classic that I'm going to read from you today, As a Man Thinketh. His concepts that went on to be developed from his strong belief in the teachings of not only the Bible on one hand, but in the ideas of Asian religions on the other hand, because As a Man Thinketh took its title from what Buddha then began to say, all that we are is the result of what we've thought, which originally took its title from the biblical book of Proverbs, right? As a man thinketh. But where it really then came into my world was with Buddha's comment about all that we are, is the result of what we have thought. And that was a big proponent, a big piece of the secret back in the 19, when did that come out? Like 2005-ish, around in there, I think. Anyway, the bottom line is the theme of all of James Allen's work is that each one of us has the power to form our own character and to create our own happiness. And you've heard me say that over and over with my work with positive intelligence and mental fitness Productivity and happiness are 100% within you. A hundred percent. And the more we build our PQ brain, as I call it, and Shirzad Jameen calls it, the more we access our prefrontal cortex, to use neuroscience language for you, the more we center in and access our inner entrepreneurs and our inner sages, the greater our productivity and happiness. So Alan really says that the conditions of our lives are closely related to our inner state. We know that. We know that indeed. And right now, for For many of us, as the world is in a state of disruption, our inner states may not be all that serene. And I want us to be more serene. So I'm going to read a great piece from one of Alan's books, As a Man Thinketh, all about serenity. Because I think right now that is needed more than anything. Now, remember, this was written way back in 1903. And I've done my best. It's been rewritten through the years as well. There are a lot of different versions of As a Man Thinketh that are more vital to the 21st century. I took a little bit of all of them and a little bit of James Allen's original. I rewrote some. And I'll use some of the words and pronouns that he used back then, which are usually man, men, he, him. I'll try to alternate. bit, but just go with me with here, which is the spirit of what I'm talking about. And this is about serenity. So this is from James Allen. Calmness of mind is one of the beautiful jewels of wisdom. It's the result of long and patient effort in self-control. Its presence is an indication of ripened experience and of a more than ordinary knowledge of the laws and operations of thought. Now I'm going to take a time out right there. So he's talking about self-control. That is one of the three mental muscles that I encourage us to strengthen in my eight-week course, self-control, self-mastery. It's going to take a lot of effort right now for all of us to access serenity. So let me go back to reading. We become calm in the measure that we understand ourselves as thought evolved beings for such knowledge necessitates the understanding of others as a result of thought And as we develop a right understanding and see more and more clearly the internal relations of things by the action of cause and effect, we cease to fuss and fume and worry and grieve and remain poised, steadfast, and serene. Calm people have learned how to govern themselves, how to adapt themselves to others, and they, in turn, reverence their spiritual strength and feel that they can learn from them and rely upon them. The more tranquil we become, the greater is our success, our influence, and our power for good. I'm going to read that again. The more tranquil we become, the greater is our success, our influence, and our power for good. So please, wealthies here in the cafe, join me in my quest for all of us to become more serene, more peaceful, and access more of that prefrontal cortex so that we can awaken our inner sages. right? So let me go back to reading. Even ordinary merchants will find business prosperity increase as they develop a greater self-control and equanimity, for people will always prefer to deal with people whose demeanor is strongly, equable and serene. Strong, calm people are always loved and revered. They're like a shade-giving tree in a thirsty land or a sheltering rock in a storm. Who does not love a tranquil heart and a sweet-tempered, balanced life? It does not matter whether it rains or shines or what changes come to those possessing these blessings, for they are always serene and calm that exquisite poise of character, which we call serenity, is the last lesson of culture. It's the flower of life, the fruit of soul. It's precious as wisdom and more to be desired than gold, more even than fine gold. How insignificant mere money-seeking looks in comparison with a serene life, a life that dwells in the ocean of truth beneath the waves, beyond the reach of tempests in the eternal calm. So I'm going to take another break there, wealthies. Think about it right now. With war-torn regions, Ukraine, and what else is going on all over the world, think about it. Strong, calm people are like a shade-giving tree in a thirsty land or a sheltering rock in storm. Once again, strong, calm people are like a shade-giving tree in a thirsty land or a sheltering rock in a storm. Here in the Entrepreneur's Cafe, I'd like to be that sheltering rock in a storm for you. But out in your everyday life, I want you to become that sheltering rock in a storm. I want you to access your inner sage. Let me get back to reading some more. How many people we know who sour their lives? who ruin all that is sweet and beautiful by explosive tempers, who destroy their poise of character and make bad blood. It is a question whether the great majorities of people do not ruin their lives and mar their happiness by lack of self-control. How few people we meet in life who are well-balanced, who have that exquisite poise, which is characteristic of the finished character. Yes, humanity surges with uncontrolled passion, is tumultuous with ungoverned grief, and is blown about by anxiety and doubt. Only those whose thoughts are controlled and purified make the winds and the storms of the soul obey them. Tempest-tossed souls, wherever you may be, under whatsoever conditions you may live, know this. In the ocean of life, the isles of blessedness are smiling, and the sunny shore of your ideal awaits your coming keep your hand firmly upon the helm of thought. In the bark of your soul reclines the commanding sage. He or she does not sleep. Wake her, wake him. Self-control is strength. Right thought is mastery. Calmness is power. And say unto your heart, peace, be still. And that, my friends, is a chapter on serenity, From As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. With all of everything I stand for wrapped up in that one little piece I wrote, which is how do we continue to stay calm and stay serene despite what is around us. It is a practice, which does not mean we negate what's going on, which does not mean we don't take time to feel the feels, which does not mean that we don't grieve. Because in this culture, we tend to gloss over that and try to force ourselves forward into feeling a state of peace and calm. That isn't the way to do it. We first have to lean into the feelings, feel them fully, and then we move into a state of serenity. All of those techniques, as well as more of awakening the inner sage, are what I teach in my eight-week course. I'd love you to join me. And the way that you start to even learn more about that is to make sure you join me in the Entrepreneurs Cafe Facebook group, get on my newsletter list, download my free entrepreneurs toolkit at rosscoach.com forward slash toolkit. That's how it starts. But for today, I want to leave you with this. I want to leave you with remembering to be serene. And if you did listen to last week's episode, which was episode 82, I'll put that in the show notes as well. Go back and listen because I gave you a little secret there about how to access more serenity in this moment by being present. And it has to do with accessing it through your body and taking a nice deep breath just like that right here right now. It's been lovely to be with you. Thank you so much for taking time out to be with me. Always remember, wealthies, that success is in your nature and true wealth starts from the inside out. All of the information from today's show will be in the show notes, including links to both my Facebook group and downloading my Entrepreneur's Toolkit. Thank you so much. I will see you next week. Be well.
0: Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur's Cafe podcast. If you like the show, please rate, recommend, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts so we can spread the positivity and the love of entrepreneuring from the inside out. Until next time, my friends, listen to your big entrepreneurial heart, follow your passion, take that inspired action, and be boldly and brilliantly you. You can get more valuable advice and inspiration from Erica's free Entrepreneurs Toolkit over at ericarosscoach.com forward slash Toolkit.